Hello and welcome to Iris Interviews. You're listening to Accounted For, our podcast for the future for accountant. I'm Ant, the communications business partner here at Iris, and today I'm joined by Alona, our CEO and our accountancy market specialist, Bev. So we're going to be discussing talent, the industry is struggling, but is it exclusive to accountancy or is it a countrywide issue? That's a really, really good question. And look, we are a tech business at Iris, and we all know that uh, during COVID there was more tech acceleration in those two years than we've seen in the past decade. So there was a lot more jobs open in tech, and there was a lot of people that changed careers to move into tech, so that created a shortage elsewhere. And then you've got the dynamics of covid People retired earlier because there was a lot more emphasis on well-being. Uh, you know, it, it taught us all what life was like being at home. Also, there were fewer, in my mind, uh, of the young generation, fewer of them went to university. There was an element of, you know, being able to afford it or not because times were tough during COVID. And also the university experience wasn't the same because you had to do it all in a hybrid way. And we all know that going to uni is a lot more than just studying. So I think inevitably what that did is that that created a more limited workforce that was available and then a ton of them went into tech uh, businesses because there was a lot of reach and higher pays etc so I would say that that put a lot of strain on many other professions and accountants were not you know saved from that strain so yes we have 24,000 accountants in the UK as our customers and I would say that one of the common common things I hear when I speak to them is that there is a shortage of staff available to join those firms. And that's a big issue, isn't it? Because without people, uh, we can't grow. Yeah, that's really interesting. I saw a stat recently that said the number of candidates dropped by 36% year on year. I suppose when tackling the issue of talent and what firms can do to change that narrative, a good starting point would be how you both got into accountancy. Bev, I'll come to you first. So yeah, I've been an accountant forever. I don't want to give me edge away, but yeah, more than 20 years now. Um, and I didn't originally want to be an accountant, if I'm being totally truthful. So when I was at school, went to college, at college I did business studies. And part of business studies, there was a, an element, a section for accounting. And I remember, and I can still remember it as clear as day right now, that we had a little exam in that accounting session. And I got my trial balance to balance. And I actually stood up and went, woohoo! So after the teacher told me off, I thought, oh, I like accounts. And that's where it went from there. And then I went to university and and uh, and then I went in. I didn't go into practice straight away. I went into industry. So I worked for other companies uh, and worked my way up from being sort of the, the uh, um, accounts assistant right the way up to being financial controller for four of the Daily Mail companies. Then I got made redundant, and that sounds horrible, and it is in most circumstances, but it was a nice redundancy in my case. And then during that redundancy period, I decided, you know what, I want to try and do it myself. And then that's when I created my own practice. So then I went into practice from being in industry for a long time, and, and I did that for 17 years and loved it. So I've had, I'm lucky really, because I've had both sides of the story. I've had the practice and the industry. Well, it's really interesting. And Alona, what about yourself? Um, so I always knew I wanted to be an accountant. <laughs> I think I was born to be an accountant. No, but I really loved maths when I was little. My dad was an accountant. And honestly, my earliest memories are walking down the street with him to go and see my nan. We used to go and see my nan every day. And he'd give me like a maths little arithmetic exercise puzzle to do. So he was my hero. I was always going to follow in his footsteps. So I did economics as part of sort of my A-level. And then I knew I was going to do accountancy at university. So I did an accounting and economics degree. 
and actually ended up working for one of the big four. So I went to Arthur Anderson first and Deloitte. So different to you, Bev, which I yeah. think is also the beauty of this profession, yeah. that you can get to it from a different angles and different paths. So I joined practice first, spent nine years there, and then I moved to industry afterwards. So I was Group FC as well, just like you, for a business called Decision and then moved into FBNA. There's so many different angles to, to finance, as you know, and to accountancy as a profession, right? And then I joined Iris as the CFO to start with. And today I'm the CEO of Iris, an amazing business that serves accountancy customers amongst many other customers as well. And when people say to me, what do you do? I don't say I'm CEO, I say I'm an accountant. <laughs> I am that proud of it. I'm always going to be an accountant. And accountants should be proud of being an accountant, to be honest, as well, because I think one of, this is one of the reasons we're doing this session, isn't it, uh, Ant and uh, Ilona? Because I think stereotypically, if somebody says, what do you do, an accountant, oh, they want to, well, they want to move away from you, first of all, because they think you're <laughs> really, really, really boring. But, but yeah, that's the stereotype, isn't it, that, you, that yeah. accountants are boring and we're not boring. Hence this, uh, hence this session. You are um, definitely not boring, Beth. Definitely <laughs> That's not good. Boring. I don't want to be boring, but you know there is that. There is that. Uh, I'm gonna a bit tongue in cheek, isn't it? But there's that stereotypical. Great. We all wear grey suits. We've all got Financial Times under his arms, and male, pale, and stale is is a, a terminology that I've heard quite a lot of. But um, yeah, it's definitely not like that anymore. No, and and I don't know if it's been like that for a long time if I'm being completely honest and I think we probably don't do enough of a good job in highlighting uh, not only how important the role of accountant is but also how broad it is and how much mm. it's changed during the years um, I mean today an accountant is not the person that keeps you you know compliant and does your tax returns and your books once a year or whatever exactly. it is right they're your spare chair in the room they're your business advisor uh, they're your finance function, they're your payroll function and HR function if you're a small business. They're the ones that tell you if your business is viable in the first place so you don't waste money uh, and go into a venture without sort of uh, knowing what the consequences could be. They're the ones that tell you what's happening with 50 other clients at the same mm -hmm. time and sharing advice and telling you to watch your cash and tell you about business forecasting and where you should invest and how you should save tax and lots of amazing things, how you cannot just make your business survive but thrive. And I think the role of the accountant uh, genuinely is misunderstood. And to your point, I am really, really proud to be an accountant and I'm yeah. really proud that I work for a business that supports accountants and is officially the ally of the accountant because I think that the accountants, particularly in today's market and economic challenges, will play a vital role to, you know, improve the UK economy and make us stronger and make sure that SMEs come out of this uh, fitter, better, leaner, more nimble, more agile and more successful. Yeah, it's interesting how the role of the accountant is gradually changing more into like a business advisor. I suppose the general view of an accountant is quite different to what they actually do. I think that misguided perception is probably harming the industry and deterring more people from joining. So what can firms do to start changing that perception? Personally, I do genuinely think that there is work to be done in really highlighting what it means to be an accountant. So my personal experience, and I came at it from practice, unlike Bev, but when I joined Arthur Anderson and then Deloitte, I had a blast. 
Honestly, it was some of the best years of my life. And I remember joining Andersons and a year before you joined, because I'd gone through a graduate recruitment process, they called us in to sort of meet our intake and they gave us a laptop so we could do our dissertation for our final year at uni. And they, I remember them saying, this is 20 odd years ago, look around the people in this room because the people in this room will be your friends for life. And next to me, the girl that sat there, a lady called Shuan, who is my best friend. She was bridesmaid to my wedding, uh, godparents to each other's kids. It, it really means a lot to me that I was sitting next to those people. And we went through many years together, right? And, and what followed was three years at least, because in my case, I did, I did the ACA. There's various different amazing accountancy qualifications. That's another thing to sort of educate yeah. people on and highlight. But I did the ACA, and the ACA means three years of exams as well as work experience and it was fantastic you know I went to exams with with my bodies and I didn't have to work I made lots of friends uh, we studied together we succeeded together and then when we worked we would go to a different client every week and I'd learn about different businesses I learned a lot of skill sets around time management around teamwork around you know, meeting deadlines because a listed business is going to list whether you finished your, your auditing or not. You need to finish it on time. I learned a lot about stakeholder management. You know, you, you get put in front of CEOs and CFOs at a very young age. And you, these businesses are incredible. So uh, to get that qualification, you have to have so many hours of work, also do your exams. And as I said, it's really broad and it teaches you a lot about business and it makes you better rounded. And I think it's one of the best things I could have done. And I came out of it, not just knowing a lot about business, but making some amazing relationships and friendships. And those friends of mine are now CEOs, CFOs, and et cetera, in, in different businesses. And it, it creates fantastic networks. So I would absolutely 100% advocate a career in accountancy. And the last thing I'm going to say is it's actually quite well paid one of the most recognized professions in the UK. It's well paid. Once you get your qualification, you keep your qualification. And actually, there are so many different routes to doing it. So in my case, whilst I did do it through practice, there were um, my, my friends that were in the same intake as me. There were some that hadn't gone to university at all. You don't have to go to uni to become a, a qualified accountant. Um, and there were some that had gone to uni, but they, did, they definitely hadn't done an accounting degree. You know, they'd done music or history. So you don't have to have any prior knowledge because the qualification is designed to teach you something from zero to get you to 100% at the same time as teaching you lots of things about real businesses that you see through auditing them or, you know, doing tax work or corporate finance work. So highly, highly recommended. Yeah, wow, real interesting. And um, Bev, what did your journey look like? Yeah, my journey was very different. Still the same results, though, at the at the back end of it, you know, learning so much. I went to university as well, and I still keep in touch with a lot of my friends from, from university when I studied accounting and statistics. Uh, but <laughs> it's definitely changed for the better in, in, in industry because I remember... See, this is where I'm showing my age along now. I must be a lot older than you because I never got a laptop in my first job. I used to have those big, massive red books. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, Google them. Uh, these uh, ledger, ledger books. Literally, they were as big as your front room. You open them up. You had to manually... See how far we've come? You had to manually write. I can't remember which way around it is. But I think on the left, you put your money in. 
on the right, it was the money out. And you physically had to handwrite it. So can you imagine the pain in your wrist physically handwriting all these <laughs> How times have changed. But I used to love it back then. But now look at it. Look at all the tech and how it's advanced and a lot of all these APIs and everything synchronizing with each other's. And obviously we're in the tech industry, so we know all about this type of thing. But I still loved it looking back. But I'm so glad now for future accountants and, uh, you know, current accountants are out there now and, and you know, young people that want to go into accountancy, I would 100% advise it and uh, recommend it. But And I'm so glad that you didn't have to deal with those horrible books. <laughs> you look really good. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely used to do those books, so yeah, definitely. And, and, and long gone are the days of having the abacus on your desk as well and uh, acting like Bob Cratchit as we spoke about before. <laughs> I have you know, to say, recommend uh, the only time I did uh, trial balances was during my accountancy exams. You'll be pleased to know. So really? I, don't, I think I'd get uh, I'd get lost in all of the T accounts right now, all the debits and all the credits. If I'm honest, but, uh, I used to love that. I used to love the T accounts. Like I literally loved them. That's where I'm a little bit of a geek on that. Doing your little T accounts and your debits and your credits, and knowing that that's different to and opposite to the debits and the credits on the bank statement. And that's where we have value <laughs> as accountants to clients. Because when I was in practice, I had one client in particular. And they wanted to save money by not having an accountant. And I highly, highly do not recommend this for business owners. Don't get an accountant yeah. or a bookkeeper. You, you, you know, if you're a plumber, stick to that. You know, I, I, I'm i not a plumber. I'm an accountant. I would never be able to fit me on shower. And I'd leave it to you professionals. So leave your books <laughs> to us. But yeah, this one company, that he had his sister do it, his books. And they got the debits and the credits the wrong way around. So in their eyes, it looked like they were making a profit. It wasn't. It was making a loss. So, uh, yeah, I used to love all debits and credits and stuff like that anyway. <laughs> oh, I love it. And, and Bev, you obviously ran your own business. So yeah. you must have been hiring people. What were yes. you looking for? What was the qualities you were looking for in somebody you wanted to hire to become an accountant in your practice? Yeah, so... It didn't need to be, like we said before, somebody that was wearing a grey suit with financial times in their <laughs> arms. You know, it, it, that's not how it is these days. It needed to be somebody for my practice because I wanted to be uh, an accountancy firm that was approachable. That was, you know, yeah. sometimes clients, business owners, they're scared to talk to their accountant because of that persona that we're a bit scary and we're going to bamboozle them with all these big words, FRS 105, CT 600, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. That's not what it's like in reality. We want to help them. So... Even like my business name was a little bit tongue in cheek, a bit quirky to help get rid of that stereotype. So I wanted my team to be exactly like that. So like little mini extensions of me, if you like, so that they were, you know, they were they, the personality was there. Uh, they love to communicate with people. Obviously, they needed to be good with numbers as well. That goes without saying, but they wasn't adverse to using technology at all. But not only just because what I told them to use, I wanted them to be open and honest as well. They were part of my team. If they saw... Um, a piece of tech, a new piece of tech that would really work well in my practice. I would encourage them to tell me about it. So, and you know, put the case forward. We need to use this now because it works really well and it saves time. It's going to be really good for the clients. So, yeah, um, not the stereotypical accountant like we've said. Somebody that's 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 really I wanting that. to. Yeah, you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I genuinely, genuinely think that in today's economy. The role has become more important than ever before. I mean, we've all seen um, the the success of uh, so many startups over the last three, four, five years where all the focus was on growing revenue and that's all that mattered. And there was a lot of funding being offered to these uh, startups that had 30, 40% revenue growth, but actually were loss making. 
Well, that funding has just stopped now, right? Because everybody now is focused on cash. And the importance is how do you make a viable business? Because valuations have been hit and it's all about profitability. And the dial has changed from just focusing on revenue growth businesses to actually profitable businesses. And to have a profitable business, you need to have somebody at the helm uh, or an advisor, somebody that can help you to make sure that you look after that money and you invest that money wisely and you have the right ROI. And so the role of the accountants is far, far more important today than it's been because, as I said, there is a shortage of funds for businesses that have just grown revenue rather than grown profits. And if you want to grow profits, you have got to make some really tough decisions as a business. You've got to look at your costs. You've got to look at your cash. You've got to be very nimble. And the right accountant can provide you the right advice to be able to do that without hindering the chances of success for your business because you can't cut too much. You can't cut so much that actually you can't grow. And it's interesting, really, because historically, CEOs of businesses came from sales and marketing paths. Um, more recently, the, the route from CFO to CEO has been a, a more common one. I mean, obviously, I was a CFO at Iris. I was very like I'm now, you know, I always say very lucky, genuinely privileged to run a business that I love, an amazing business. And my route came from finance. And when you look at those stats in sort of FTSE 100, 20% of those CEOs actually were CFOs before, qualified accountants, and actually 51% of the CEOs today in the FTSE 100 have got finance background. So really super important. And I want to say that. So if you're considering a career, you either know you want to be an accountant, but you don't know how to. All I can say is loads and loads of opportunities to either go to practice or industry, to pick any qualifications. There's AAT, there's ACCA, there's the ICAW, there's ICAS. There's lots of different qualifications for you, ATT for tax. Um, but also, if you don't know what you're doing, you're thinking, I wonder what I should do. This is a great career to get into. As I said, it's a great qualification. It's a broad qualification. It teaches you a lot of skills. There's a lot of demand for accountants. And as we have now seen, quite a lot of CEOs have come from that finance background. So if your ambitions are to be a CEO one day, then you could do worse than getting yourself into the accountancy profession. So go for it, I'd say. There's, there's also different ways to get in as well. Like you said, there's loads of different uh, awarding bodies for accountants, isn't there as well? But also like apprenticeships and stuff like that, um, yes. which is brilliant, I think. I mean, we all know apprenticeship levy. Most businesses in the UK today, if you've got a workforce of, I think it's three million a year, something like that. If, you're, if your payroll bill is about three million a year, then you have to pay a levy to the government and you can then use that levy towards training courses, etc. So what I've seen is a lot of accountancy practices are using the levy to train. You can use it for the mm. for the qualification to train their staff and they're getting apprentices for 16-year-olds and 18-year-olds and, and you can join a great firm and, as I said, learn great skills and a, and a qualification for life. So uh, I think the current regulation around the levy makes it really easy for firms to, to use that money towards this profession, which is also key because everybody's watching their pennies, right? So exactly. it's great that um, the apprenticeship levy can be used towards this. Also, when you do become an accountant, then you tend to, be, to belong to a, to a governing body. I belong to the ICAW because that's where my qualification was at. And you pay a fee every year, but then you get access to a lot of training as part of that and great network and like-minded people and a lot of events. Uh, so really, it, it's a great community. 
uh, for thought leadership, for help uh, to grow your, yourself professionally um, and uh, personally as well. Yeah, amazing. I mean, I think you've both clearly got across that accountants aren't boring. They're not. Definitely not. <laughs> and have we convinced you to apply for an accountancy qualification? <laughs> yeah, you have it. You have indeed. Like <laughs> like so wrapping up, what, what do you want our listeners to take away from this? Alona, I'll come to you first. I'd say for accountancy firms, for, so for the recruiters, I would say really do a good job of highlighting how important the, the profession is and how fun it is and how broad it is and how useful it is and get some of your grad team students to, to get online and some videos and uh, tell the world uh, how much fun they're having and how much they're growing because I think that's really important. That is what will attract uh, candidates because we do expect that there is a stigma maybe or a misunderstanding about the accountant's role. So I think for the recruiters, I'd say please highlight the, the importance of it because it is great. I would say if you are looking for a job, um, if you want to be an accountant, then there are so many ways to be an accountant, a bookkeeper, to get a qualification. Just find the best thing that works for you, whether you want to go through practice, whether you want to join an apprenticeship scheme, whether you want to go into industry. You find the best path and the best qualification for you uh, because there will be something that fits your circumstances. So don't assume that you have to have a degree or you have to have a love for maths or whatever. Don't assume anything. Just go and look into it. Um, and uh, genuinely, the last thing to say is it's really a great qualification that will stay with you forever and very much need it in the next few years. So if you don't know and you're not sure what to do, just become an accountant anyway because you're not going to regret <laughs> it is what I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, wicked. And um, Bev, what do you want the listeners to take away? Yeah, I think, first of all, that you, and we've mentioned this already, but you will learn so much as an accountant about business in general, um, especially like for me being being a practice owner myself uh, for, for so long that and I worked with lots of different businesses, lots of different industries, small, large. Um, and you just learn so much, um, you know, about sales, marketing, everything sort of becomes involved because you become that trusted advisor. Like Alona said earlier, you become part of that business. And to that business, like I said, this is purely for the um, if you're if you're in practice like I was, but they do see you as like, you know, you're the top of their mobile phone because you're the first person they ring if they, if they need some, <laughs> something and they need help. So you do learn so much more than just the number crunching. Um, secondly, it does give you even more strings to your bow because, you know, the way the role is at the moment, like we've mentioned about how it's come from those big red books to technology and and all these APIs and everything synchronising with each other, you do become quite techy, which is always a good thing. So you... you that's another another thing that you are so you get to grips with and you, you get to be really, really good at it. Um, and thirdly, as we've mentioned, it is really fun. <laughs> it is really, really fun. And you tell me an accountant that's, that's been to an accounting event that's not come away motivated, satisfied, ready for more. It, they're, they're brilliant. And that's because that's a room full of accountants and we are brilliant. We are brilliant, Bev. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> yeah, well, you've both convinced me to join accountancy. <laughs> So that's all we've got time for. Thank you so much for listening and thank you both Alona and Bev. We've got plenty of other podcasts on our channel so don't forget to check them out and be sure to follow us on all the usual social media. Thank you. Bye.